Hi, this is Mark Rabin. Welcome to Podcast 142 for March 14th, 2012. We have a great guest today. He is Eric Reese, the author of the book, The Lean Startup. He was previously a guest on episode 115, which you can access by going to leanblog.org slash 115, or you can find it through iTunes and the other podcast directories. But today we're going to be talking about Eric's reflections on the work of uh, the great Taiichi Yano, one of the fathers of the Toyota production system. Um, just two weeks back or so would have been the 100th anniversary of his birth. Um, so Eric is joining us as uh, Norman Bodek did in the last podcast, episode 140, um, to share how Mr. Ono's work impacted him and helped in his development of the Lean Startup methodology. So as always, I want to thank you for listening. Well, joining us again is Eric Reese, the author of the book, The Lean Startup. Thanks for joining us, Eric. Hey, thanks for having me. So as we're just past what would have been the 100th birthday of Taiichi Ono, one of uh, the fathers of the Toyota production system, I wanted to get your thoughts because you cite Mr. Ono a few times in your book. I'm curious, how did you get introduced to his work and how did it influence you? Well, it's been incredibly influential. Um, I, I think I would go so far as to say uh, it has changed my life. And it's, it's, it's actually just a coincidence. You know, it, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a funny thing how these things work. To just set you the stage a little bit, I, was, uh, I founded a company called InView in 2004. And I was really into a lot of the ideas that are called agile software development, which which have their origins in Lean, but a lot of the works I had read about them, you know, the Toyota was not specifically mentioned, Lean principles were not mentioned, so I didn't know the theory of Lean or anything like that. I knew nothing about manufacturing. I've actually, to be totally honest, never set foot in a manufacturing plant in my whole life. So I have no idea any of that would be relevant to me. But um, I had this intuition that uh, we should be going a lot faster in a startup and uh, doing practices that, that even in the agile world were considered a little bit extreme. And you know, we've had the chance to talk about them on other occasions, things like continuous deployment, really putting software in customers' hands much faster than it was previously considered possible. And I had this problem, which was I had no way to explain to anybody why that was going to work. People would look at me like I was completely crazy. And I could see that it was working because I was very stubborn and I had this intuition. I said, we're going to do it, you know, no matter what. And it was working. But, you know, we're always hiring new employees. The company's growing. We're bringing on investors. And, and we had investors that, when they were doing their due diligence for the company, uh, pulled out because they didn't like the answers I was giving them about how we built the technology. Mm-hmm. Now, they would bring their experts in, uh, experts trained in more traditional software development methodologies, and they'd just be like, this kid is crazy. <laughs> doesn't know what he's talking about. This is not the way it's done. And, we, you know, this is a very stressful, continuously, continuous point of stress for me and my co-founders. Okay? <laughs> sure. so, and, you know, you got to remember, I, you know, at the time, I, I, was, I was by far the youngest person on the team, uh, and I was often younger than the employees I was hiring and training them in this method. So it, it's not like it was an easy, uh, easy situation to be in, but I really believed it was right. And so I was reading everything I could get my hands on for ideas about... First of all, was I actually right or was it a fluke? Uh, and if it was right, how could I possibly explain it? And, uh, you know, I had heard, you know, I had read some cases about Toyota, like business school cases. So I was a little bit familiar with it. There was this thing called Toyota Production System, and that's all I knew. And I figured I should be educated about it. So I go on Amazon, I type in Toyota Production System, and lo and behold, this book by Taichi Ono comes up called Toyota Production System. I said, perfect. 
you know, must be the definitive guide. Sure. <laughs> set up, set up so I, yeah. I got this book I'm holding in my hand right now. Just I, I found, found my copy. Um, and, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you've read the book. It's, right. uh, it is a very wise, very humane philosophical treatise mm-hmm. on how to run a business as a practical manual for setting up a factory or doing any other task, it is not, uh, sure. it's not exactly your step-by-step guide. And so I remember just having this, this, this feeling of, you know, that, that there's this, like I was reading something crazy. It's kind of like Zen mumbo jumbo about auto nomination and, and automation with a human touch and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's that one passage about five whys in there. And just all of a sudden for me, for whatever reason, that, little section where he talks about trying to get to the root cause of problems by mm-hmm. just asking why, and he has a few examples of uh, you know, things. I, I don't even know what they are. A machine with a strainer <laughs> incorrectly attached? I, I, I wouldn't know. I have no idea what that looks like. Yeah. never seen a machine strainer in my whole life, but it, somehow his like, very humble, very analytical approach uh, was a, like a lightning bolt to me, and I said, oh, I can do that. That's going to solve a huge class of problems that I have in my life, where I'm constantly fighting with people about how much prevention versus, you know, when something goes wrong, do we blame the person? Do we blame the computer? What Do we fix that, just that problem? Do we try to solve that whole class of problems? You know, so, like, that was that was super helpful. And I, I that was one of the very first times I learned to see the work that I was doing and the management that I was doing as a system that needed engineering and debugging just like the software I was used to writing. Hmm. So the, the ideas of, you know, the five whys being so um, impactful and, and you expand on this in, in the lean startup and, and everything you're teaching, did did that, did that become a helpful reference point to say, you know, to, to talk about Ono and, and, and Toyota? I mean, how do people in, in software companies or startups react to, you know, oh, here goes Eric talking about this Toyota guy? Or, I mean... <laughs> You got it exactly right. I mean, people were looking at me like I was completely nuts. Um, and to be totally fair, uh, you know, it's not, of course, not just Ono's book, but a lot of others that were very helpful. And and I didn't really, you know, I didn't really make a lot of, a lot of progress. Other than getting, I got I got some engineers to adopt the five whys, but that was as far as I got until I read uh, Lean Thinking. And that series mm-hmm. of books, and the machine sure. that changed the world, and, and the, you know, the more the books that have been specifically written for American managers, you know, breaking it down in a lot more detail and and putting the pieces together, right. not in the Zen style, but in a much more Western analytical style. Um, but even then, yeah, a lot of people, you know, I, they come to me with a software problem, and I start talking to them about you know batch sizes and die stamping and stuff. And of course, you got to remember my ability to explain what a die stamping machine is very limited because I've never seen one. I don't really understand what it does. Oh. And, uh, but, you know, the funny thing that happened to me was, was after that, you know, but we were able to get really clear wins by changing batch size, by uh, doing five whys especially, um, and by adopting some of these practices. And it was later that I came to really appreciate that I had started with Ono's book. It almost felt like, you know, and I went back and I read it again and again, and I felt like I had his voice in my head mm-hmm. in a lot of situations where my first instinct would be to blame somebody or to, um, you know, like not go investigate something for myself, but just assume that somebody else had it figured out. Um, the idea that your organization has a, like an autonomic nervous system 
that it does things, that it needs to be able to do the right thing automatically without people having to, like, expend heroic effort. I don't know, like, those kinds of ideas, that philosophical approach, you know, it was just there with me all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I was, when you reached out to do this, to celebrate his 100th anniversary, I thought, what an awesome, what an awesome opportunity to just reflect on that just that, that, that what the wisdom that, that he represented. Yeah, and I, I know it's something I've learned a, a, a great deal from. Um, Sammy Bowery, who is a, a fantastic dentist in Jacksonville, Florida, he was a, a similar pioneer to uh, the work you've done, Eric, because you know he, he wanted to apply this idea of lean to his dental practice. He didn't have a book to go read about lean and dentistry. Yeah. Um, and so he went and read the books by um, Ono and, and Shingo and, and, and Womack and others and um, you know, very much had to kind of synthesize you know, his own approach that would make sense. But um, it's just it, it's really fascinating to see where Mr. Ono's work has touched people in, in different industries, in, including yourself. I mean, I'm looking – I'm just flipping through the book as you're talking to because I was just remembering. I'm sorry, it's just his simple, you know, simple formula, something like present capacity equals work plus waste. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're like, well, duh. What else would it be? <laughs> but no, not duh. I, I, you know, if you've never, if you've never thought to think of the system in that specific way, I don't think there's anything intuitive about it. I, I don't know anybody who like can frame in that like that as a matter of intuition. But once you have that framing in your mind, you cannot. You know, it's just a, the testament to what a good idea it is. You cannot let it go. You mm-hmm. can't. You can't see any work. I mean, I, you know, I'm for it was a phase in my. My family was sick and tired of me because we couldn't go to a restaurant without me being like, wait a minute. <laughs> they should be using Kanban on the line. That's crazy. What are they doing? You know, grocery store analysis, all this stuff. But just right. you can't. Nothing it changes your sense of what is intuitive, what actually naturally makes sense. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to reading this again. I feel like I'm going to go back and see see what, else, what other wisdom I haven't, I haven't yet come to understand. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's definitely fun to go back and, and revisit. And, you know, I would love to help fix that problem where you've never visited a factory, Eric. Maybe we can line something up. Uh, we, we're going to find a sponsor uh, in, in your neighborhood. Or if you're back in Texas, let's go down to the uh, the Toyota San Antonio plant. And, uh, I'd love to do that sometime. Give you some context for uh, for what you've read, and, and hopefully it will be rereading. So, um, yeah, I'd love to do that. Yeah. Well, I want to uh, thank you. Um, thanks a lot, Eric, for sharing um, some of your recollections and, and thoughts here as you know, we, we celebrate what Mr. Ono brought to the world and, and to what we would call the lean or now through your work and, and, and others, the lean startup methodology. So thanks for taking time to talk about that today. No, I appreciate it. It's, uh, you know, I feel, I feel honored to even be in the, in the same kind of chain of, of thinking as him. And uh, just, you know, thank you for, for your leadership on this issue. And, Thanks for thanks for your support. Okay, thanks. Thanks for listening. This has been the Lean Blog Podcast. For lean news and commentary updated daily, visit www.leanblog.org. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast, email Mark at leanpodcast at gmail.com.